Just want to say good evening to everyone. Just want you to know how excited I am to be with you, daughter of Zion. What a wonderful, wonderful experience it is every time I get a chance to come and share with the people of God at Daughter of Zion. And this is no exception. I'm glad to be here on this prayer meeting night. I want to thank your pastor, Pastor Newton, for his wonderful invitation. Uh, he's always been so gracious to me, and I thank God for that man of God. And I know that he is a tremendous blessing to the people of the Daughter of Zion Seventh-day Adventist Church. I just want to dive into the Word of God tonight. I don't want to hold you, so we're going to dive right into the Word of God. But just before we do, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word. We ask and pray that you would make the pages of scripture come alive to us this evening. And Father, at the end of our time tonight, we'll be careful to give you all of the glory and the honor and the praise. We thank you. We love you. Can't wait to see you again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Just so excited again to be with you tonight. You know, when, when we think about Jesus, you know, a lot of people get these sort of warm, fuzzy feelings. When some people think about Jesus, they, they think about their loving Savior. When others think about Jesus, they, they think about this kind and monocipient being who is there looking out for them, protecting them, guiding them. Uh, other people, when they think about Jesus, they think about his miracles. They think about how he walked on water. In fact, they think about how he turned water into wine. They think about how he made the lame people, the crippled walk again, and blind people see again. They think about how he raised the dead. They think about the miracles of Jesus. But when I think about Jesus, the only thing that I see is a thief. Oh, that's right. I said it. When I think about Jesus, the only thing that I see is a thief. And I want to speak to you tonight on the subject, Jesus was a thief. Jesus was a thief. Now, before you get your pitchforks and, and, and get your torches and lanterns and get ready to burn me, give me a few moments. And I, if you give me a few moments, I believe by the end of our message tonight, you too will say that Jesus was a thief. The Bible lets us know that when our first parents, Adam and Eve, when they were in the garden, God gave them instructions not to eat of the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But as the word goes, as the story is told in scripture, they did indeed disobey God and they ate of the fruit. And since that time till now, something entered into this world that wasn't here before and that's called sin. Sin entered this world and my friends, since that time, we have been plunged into an epic conflict, an epic battle dealing with the consequences of sin. We have been struggling through this battle called sin. We have been dealing with the repercussions of sin. We feel pain. We have sickness. We deal with hurt and anger and depression and anxiety, all because of the presence of sin in this world. In fact, we deal with death because of sin. And my friends, this sin has caused severe consequences in our life, and each and every one of us faces it. In fact, the Bible puts it this way in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. The Bible tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Each and every one of us is guilty of the penalty of sin. Since this time, we have been struggling with sin. Uh, we've been going through this. In fact, I like the way that Psalms 51 and verse 5 puts it. Watch what the Bible says. It goes a step further and it says, not only am I sinful, but it says, what? I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. So from the very time I was born, in my mother's womb, guess what? I 
have been sinful. Not that I was committing sins in my mother's womb, but my very nature is sinful. The Bible tells us that we were shapen in sin and in iniquity. Uh, we were born, we were conceived. In other words, sin belongs to us. Sin is a part of our lives. Sin is a part, unfortunately, of our daily movements, our thought processes, our actions, and our behaviors. It is in our nature. We are sinful from the very beginning. And all of the consequences of sin, they are ours. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23 tells us, for the wages of sin is what? Is death. You see, the consequences for sin, well, that's death. Death is that consequence. But it's not just the death that we experience in the here and now. That's not the only consequence of death that we face because of sin. In fact, there's another death that we also contend with. Uh, there is another death that sin has doomed us to experience. Oh, the Bible lets us know that there is another death, but this death is an eternal death. In fact, when you have some time, I encourage you to go to Thessalonians chapter 1 and read verses 7 through 9, and you'll discover in that passage that the Bible tells us that there is another death, and that death is an eternal death. In other words, when you have died in that death, there is no more opportunity. You see, the ultimate consequence or penalty for our sin is not just the death that we face now, but it is an eternal death. In other words, you can kiss heaven goodbye. When you die that death, you can kiss heaven goodbye. There are no more streets of gold for you, no mansion for you, no table of food built and, and spread out and, and, and designed by the hand of the master chef. Uh, there will be no more watching lions play with lambs for you, no more sea of glass. You will not spend time with God, no splendor or majesty for you. You can kiss angels goodbye. When you die that death, there is no more joy of heaven for you. That is the penalty that we face because of sin. Our penalty, my friends, is death. Our destination is not heaven. Our destination is actually what Revelation 21 and verse 8 describes, the lake of fire. That's what our destination is because of sin. And our situation seems bleak. It looks like mankind is in an impossible situation. It looks as if we are doomed because the Bible is clear that the penalty, the reward for our sin is death. Oh, my friends, but here comes a thief named Jesus. That's right, I said it, a thief named Jesus. Uh, he's always stealing stuff from us. See, the definition of a thief is someone who takes something that doesn't belong to them. Uh-oh, uh-oh, somebody should have just gotten excited. The definition of a thief is somebody that takes something that doesn't belong to them. And based on this definition, Jesus is a master thief. Oh, yeah. He's not just a thief. He's a master thief. Uh, uh, preacher, why do you call Jesus a thief? I'm, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I call Jesus a thief because when John the Baptist saw Jesus coming in John chapter 129, listen to what he said. Behold the Lamb of God who takes. Uh-oh, uh-oh. 
taking something that doesn't belong to you, who takes away the sins of the world. That's why I call him a thief, because John called him a thief. You see, he was sent into this world to be a thief. He was sent into this world to take something that didn't belong to him. He's a thief. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 says this way, For he, God, hath made him, Jesus, to be sin for us, who, Jesus, knew no sin, that he might be made the righteousness of God in him. Oh, my friends, Jesus came to take something from us that didn't belong to him. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like when people steal from me. Oh, I, in fact, I get very upset when people steal from me, when people take things from me. I'll never forget as a young man, uh, my father, he died when I was very young, and he had a camera, a Nikon camera. And I sort of treasured that camera, loved that camera. And I'll never forget one day, I was uh, on the streets in Miami, and a gentleman asked me for a ride. And being kind, I gave him a ride. Didn't notice that the gentleman took the camera that I had, uh, that was on the floor next to him, took the camera, slipped it in his bag, and when he went out, he had stolen that camera from me. He was a thief. And my friends, I was so angry. I drove around looking for him, never did find him. But what I came to recognize from that experience is how much I don't like thieves. Oh, my friend, but I want you to know that Jesus is a thief that I can live with. Uh, Jesus is the kind of thief that I, I, I'll deal with, you see, because Jesus came to take something that did not belong to him. Look what 1 John chapter 3 and verse 5 says. And we know that he was manifested, what? To take away our sins. And in him is no sin. Jesus had no sin. Jesus was not sinful. He was not a sinner. There was no sin in Jesus. So Jesus came to take away somebody else's sin. Jesus didn't have a penalty that he had to pay for sin because he was without sin. He was the spotless lamb of God, but he was sent to steal our sins, uh-oh, and to pay a heavy price in our place. As we said earlier, the wages of sin is death. Remember? Oh, but I want you to know, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life. Jesus came to take the penalty for our sin. He came to take what didn't belong to him. And I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that Jesus took what didn't belong to him. I'm so glad he was willing to be called a thief for you and for me. Ah, uh, in fact, 1 John chapter 2 and verse 2 says he is the substitute for our sins, not just us, but for the sin of the whole world. Thanks be to God for sending his son Jesus to take something that didn't belong to him, to take our sins that did not belong to him, and to die in our place, die as our substitute, as a thief on a cross, dying for you and for me. Oh, he took my sins before I was even able to give him permission. In fact, before I was ever born, he hung on a cross for my sin. He died to take away the penalty of sin from me. He reached into the future, stole my sin from me before I was 
even able to give him permission. And he hung on a cross with my sin, hung for you and for me. And today we ought to be able to say, thank you, Jesus, for being willing to steal my sin. Oh, my friends. Uh, the, God, the Bible is true. The Bible is sure. And it says that when he was crucified, when Jesus was crucified, he was in good company. Oh, what do you mean, preacher? He was in good company because he was hung between two thieves. The master thief hanging between two thieves. Oh, but the difference between those thieves and this master thief was that he was sent by the father to do what he did. He was sent by God into this sinful world to take my sin, to pay the penalty for my sin, to take from me what didn't belong to him and to bear it as his own. And today I can just say thank you, Jesus, for being willing to take what didn't belong to you. I'm so glad tonight that Jesus was a thief. I'm glad tonight that Jesus was willing to hang on the cross and to die for you and for me. You see, there are so many people in this world that are running to and fro, looking for salvation here and there. They're looking for salvation in money. They're looking for salvation in a better neighborhood to live in or a nicer car to drive or a better job or a higher education. They're looking for salvation, but they're looking in all the wrong places. Because tonight, a thief named Jesus Someone was willing to come and take what didn't belong to him. The Bible said he had no sin, but he died a sinner's death. He died on the cross next to two sinners. He died for sinners. Oh, and the good news of the gospel is he's coming back for those of us who have been redeemed from the consequences of sin. Tonight, I want to know if you, my friends, are willing to accept his gift of salvation. Tonight, will you accept the fact that he died in your place? Tonight, will you, by the grace of God, accept the fact that because he died in your place, he is willing to take away the penalty of sin from you. And you tonight, because of him being willing to take what was not his, you tonight have a chance to one day walk on streets of gold. You tonight have a chance to one day live in a mansion. You tonight have a chance to one day sit at the table in heaven and eat with Jesus. You tonight have a chance at eternal life. And so tonight I encourage you by the grace of God. Yes, I was being cheek and tongue when I said that Jesus is a thief. But I'm so glad that he was willing to take what didn't belong to him. And tonight, if you are glad also, I invite you to just pray with me right where you are, in your living room, in your bedroom, driving in your car, wherever you might be. Tonight, right now, I invite you to pray right where you are as we recognize that Jesus took what didn't belong to him. Tonight, Father, we're just so grateful. Grateful that you were willing to take what didn't belong to you. Grateful that you were willing to give when you didn't have to. Grateful that you were willing to die on the cross when others would have said no way. Grateful tonight, God, because you were willing to sacrifice it all for sinful men and women. Thank you, God. We love you. We can't wait to see you again. Please come back and deliver us from this wicked earth. 
Amen.